We are live. Holy crap. It's just like that. You don't even have to do any editing. We're just straight just up. Just like on that. It. I thought it would give us like a like a breakdown, but it's not. It's bam. It's there. Yeah, so. no, it wasn't even a countdown. <laughs> I was just throwing it in there. What yeah. is up, Nerf Herders? Welcome back to the nap. Uh, we are trying a live broadcast this time around. Uh, I'm going to check my subscriptions to see if that's actually working. Yeah, we're not showing up in my subs, so who knows? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. We'll, uh, this is definitely, definitely a first time a test for us. Thanks to the people over at StreamYard, they're giving us like a trial on this of, of their of their top uh, abilities. So we're trying we're trying this out. We tried to do it with Zoom earlier uh, this week, and it was more hassle than it was than it was worth. So, uh, <laughs> but I kind of like this setup. I get to see um, Seth's ridiculously dirty basement right now. Uh, it's kind of hey, all right, easy. All right, I can't move the desk because Thor left his fucking hammer there. Yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, everything back here. I mean, my can't. They're all my camera bags and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I mean, mm -hmm. like it, it's it's as organized as it could be while still being somewhat dirty. Yeah. What uh, What's the cup you're drinking out of there, bud? You know what? This was uh, this was the theater cup that they gave me after watching uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and it's been through so much that it's the graphics just destroyed. Oh it's yeah, just, it's just gone now. I wonder. I wonder if I have. Um, do I have mine? Let's see here. I've got some theater cups. My room is a mess too. I should. I shouldn't be talking crap. I've got. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you got way more than I do. I've got the <laughs> Justice League cup. I've got the Wonder Woman cup. I've got the shiny Aquaman cup. I've got Black Panther. Got Thor Ragnarok, Incredibles 2, and Deadpool 2. Heck yeah. And then I got some beer pong balls in there, so that's awesome. <clears throat> so I definitely. Something's oh, flying by. Yeah, can you hear it that clear? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I heard it's so that weird. I'm sorry. Oh um, my my uh, my my uh, microphone must be working overtime here or something. Jeez. It, it is surround hope, sound. Hopefully, I sound good. <laughs> you sound fine. Sure yeah, we'll figure. Well, I guess we'll figure it out at the end of this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, before uh, we get started, same... just because you uh, got to show off your uh, your cat on the last one, I wanted to show off uh, my my little puppy here. I don't if know if got hear... to is the. I don't know if got to is the right word. <laughs> he kind of he kind of forced himself on the situation. He's going to make an appearance again, too. Well, if you hear but... some snoring, it's either this one or the other one. So you don't want to say hi to Seth? No? Okay, he's completely tired. disinterested. She's tired. She's really tired. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, how's it going, Nerf Herders? Welcome in to our... If you end up seeing this, we don't know. This is the first time we've tried it, and uh, it's still not showing up in my subscriptions, so I'm not sure what to expect here but uh yeah we're ch we're trying out different methods in order to uh get the podcast out there to you guys and mm -hmm. we wanted to have more regular video content coming to the channel so beyond uh the gaming playthrough that i'm doing right now which is again more or less a test run just to kind of like see like how quick i can like i'm like i haven't gone too terribly heavy into the editing side there's no cuts uh, it's strictly a playthrough commentary, um, and that's more or less to see like how fast I can actually get these videos out. Um, and if I'm not doing any serious editing, it's it's quite fast. So I could stick to like a 
like maybe two a week or something like that for yeah. something specifically just like that with like a reasonable level of editing and uh, some effects and stuff like that. Sure. Um, and then you've got your videos that have been, you've been putting so much more effort into those. <laughs> and uh, uh, Too much effort. I, I think I need to scale it back. Effort. I think I'm getting away with it right now because it's because uh, my wife is gone, but she's, she's supposed to be coming back tomorrow and I don't think she's going to allow me to be in here for that long working on this. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't see it on mine either, but who knows? It might be, I don't know what, I don't know. So we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not like, did you, I don't know. We'll work out the technical side of it. Hopefully it's recording at least. Yeah, it should be. And we don't have to, uh, <laughs> we don't have to go back to it later and yeah. find out that the entire episode that we did is just gone. Um, <laughs> I mean, we'll have the audio version. So, I mean, we've got a, We've got our fallback yeah. that way. But, exactly. So, yeah, if you're listening to this on audio and you also can't see this in your subscriptions at the time, you will know that something went terribly, terribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're trying to come up with some more video content to keep up with you guys. I am. The basement is actually a mess. Still, because this side of the basement, which I will not show, is being uh, transitioned into a set for my movie reviews, which are just going to be my like solo review uh, sessions. And yeah. so that'll be kind of neat because I've been talking about doing that for forever. Like I was going to go through the entire uh, Infinity Saga. I was going to go through the Lord of the Rings films, all of that. Is that going to be part and of so... Nerf Herders or is that going to be on a Seth oh, yeah. Jones channel? No, no, that's right here on Nerf Herders. I'm going to. I've got a green screen that I'm going to use. It's going to be fancy. Nice. I'm going to I'm going to try my hand at green screen effects, something that I haven't done before. Cool. But uh but yeah, we've got a little bit to talk about. I mean, you're you're probably annoyed because it's so far behind us to where you are in the whole thing, but cuz we're only talking cuz I'm only caught up to season 5 up to season mm. 5, not yeah, even you're, through you're season 5. Yeah, you're right in the middle of, of season Wars. 5 right now. Of Clone Wars is what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. And uh, and I still haven't even gotten to the new side of stuff yet. Uh, mm-hmm. So I haven't seen I haven't seen a single episode of episode of uh, season six. Um, if I if I did if I had, uh, it was probably bits and pieces of it because I know that I have seen more stuff with uh, Darth Maul and Savage Opress than what, uh, well than what especially season four is actually shown. But I know season five is pretty heavy with them. But I don't I don't know anything about season six. And season six um, was the Netflix season, right? That's when Netflix picked it up, and it's um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure that's what, I'm pretty sure that's what season six is. And when you look at the box art, I'm pretty sure it says like it calls it the Lost Missions, but but now that there's a se- season seven, it's called season six. But yeah, I believe that's when that's when Netflix picked it up for 13 episodes, um, and then even though they picked it up, they didn't finish it, and now now uh. There's the seventh season finale. So, yeah, we need to get to this uh, seventh season, man, because me and you got to talk about this. And if we have to break it down and talk about it in arcs, um, uh, then we can do that because there's 12 episodes and three arcs. So there's, you know, there's four episode arcs, three of them. And if we have to be like, okay, Seth's finished the first arc. Let's talk about it because I would I feel like. I could break the I could break those arc downs. I could talk for an hour on each of those arcs. So we might have to do that. Uh, that might be a little intense for me, but um, I don't know. No, season when, four... when you watch it, it might not be intense. It might not. <laughs> See, season four is where it, the show really ramped up for me. Mm. 
um like the ending like the ending of season three um or the the final episodes of season three where it was all um where a lot of it was the oh god i can't remember the planet's name but it was the balance in the force mm-hmm. uh and like the physical embodiments of the force mm-hmm. um that was that was obviously great but in four like like in season four we really got down into the nitty-gritty of just the war games mm-hmm. and uh and krell all of his bs i i mean that that particular arc was so frustrating because you knew kind of what his issue was going to be mm-hmm. from the start because like you knew like just based off of his attitudes like that's not how a jedi would act like they they wouldn't be that they they, they wouldn't be like that <laughs> like it just it went like it, that, that attitude that he had and that that disconnection you could see like to an extreme point maybe he's just trying to like not have any connections to any of these troops uh, but then it showed like kind of like a blatant, like I don't, you can't really call. I guess you could call it racism because like he just had no respect for the clones whatsoever. And uh, and I I I know that there was a film that was uh, that they were. I, mean, I can't remember which one it was. Which one it was specifically. Um, but uh, the the line that that I really liked was, I can't remember which clone actually said it, but he said that at least when Skywalker was with us, he was fighting at the front lines with us and not back behind giving orders. Sure. And, and having pretty much all of the clones just killing themselves. And that was why it was so frustrating because like there wasn't any military tactic to it at all because he didn't care. And he also wasn't risking his life at all, which really sucks because he had a really cool combat style. He had, big lightsabers mm-hmm. and they had like they had that super deep hum to them and mm-hmm. they were also the uh they were also the folding double sabers like i really wanted him to like when he first showed up i really wanted him to have like a redemption arc where he's like oh the clones aren't so bad i was a dickhead sorry i wasn't quite with the jedi order but no he was like no you're dead and i love how they killed him off too well like before we get to the end of it, let's let's talk about the meat of it. I I thought when I was talking to you when I was watching this, these this these were the episodes I said were like saving private Ryan episodes because it's a four episode arc on them on just this one unit and they have to take out this base while the so that the main unit that Kenobi's with can like attack the city. And um they uh the war scenes in this were amazing. I mean, there was a ton of just in the, you know, it, it reminded me of the beach, you know, scene at the beginning of, of Saving Private Ryan because just people are getting taken out left and right. It's zooming in on them. You're really seeing it from the soldier's perspective. And, uh, you know, as soon as Krell showed up, I I didn't want them to have a redemption arc for this guy because you saw from the beginning that he had issues. He was um yeah. he, you know, he I I think he he said something about this is what we're going to do and uh Rex was like, "Well, this is what um you know, this is this is what uh Anakin was going to or you know, General Skywalker was going to do and he said, "Well, I'm not General Skywalker." And he's like, you know, He's like, okay. And then the next time they kind of had a, co- a confrontation was Rex saying, hey, the men are tired. And uh, and Krell's like, I don't care. You know, they're clones. They don't they don't get the luxury of being tired. We need to push forward. 
And when he tried to, like, say, well, in my opinion, Krell just turned on his lightsaber, like, in his face. And that was one of their first interactions. And I was like, I mean, that's the equivalent of a general, like, pointing his gun at his sergeant and saying, you're going to follow my orders. And, and I mean, that was that was the beginning of the first episode of this four-episode arc. And from that point on, I was like, there is no way that this that this guy can be redeemed because that is like, that's, that's threatening to murder a dude, you know? For the first few seconds of his interaction before, like before that was the moment where I was like, okay, like he's, he's done. Yeah. There's it's, it's not going to go that way. But like in our first introduction to him where he was just kind of like this grizzled hard ass. Mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, I hope he lightens up. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't last very long. Um, and I can't, I, I remember being like, I remember that level of frustrating the first time I saw the series too. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it was, so it was even more frustrating watching it this time around because like knowing the direction that he was going to go and how far and, like, he go. S- yeah. It kind of, it made me really mad that, uh, nobody like ratted him out or anything like that. <laughs> like nobody talked to anybody. Well, like, cause I mean, yeah. What were they going to do? Call up Kenobi and be like, Hey, yo, your, your other Jedi here is, is acting like a dick. But I mean this, we've kind of had parts of this conversation before, but it goes back to that of why are these Jedis who are supposed to be peacekeepers? Why are they being given the ranks of generals? Like you don't, you yeah. don't, in in wartime, you don't think of a general as a peacekeeper, peacekeeper, a level-headed, a calm person. You think of it's the dude that's commanding people to go into the fight. And so, you know, that's part one of, of the conversation. And then the other part of the conversation is, you know, um, some of these some of these Jedi see these clones as as people you know, as soldiers with names and lives and other ones see them as disposable. And that's not really Jedi like either. Like I get it. They're soldiers, but they're people. They, they've got, they've got minds. They've got, you know, you know, um, they've got organs. They're real people. And Krell was just like, no, they're, they're, they're literally cannon fodder until they get the job done. I, I, I just, it was, it was especially frustrating to me knowing that they're like, you would think that the, the rest of the Jedi would know about this guy already because he had a reputation already. Yeah. How did he get like, that like, far? Yeah. Like when he, like when he got in, he like, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking at show notes to kind of like keep refresh on each episode here. Mm-hmm. But, um. The, uh, the, the, le- like, he wasn't willing to cooperate with the clones at all. He wasn't willing to take any of their advice. It was, like, he was completely non-committed to victory at, at the lowest cost. It was victory at any cost. Yeah. Everybody was completely expendable. And that's, that's just not the Jedi way, but he had a reputation already because like, that was like one of the first things I, I can't remember, which again, I can't remember which clone said it specifically, but cause they all have the same friggin' voice. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, like the first thing they said is like, Oh, they're bringing in general Krill. It must be serious. Yeah. Like, 
so so he had a reputation as a very serious dude and probably had a reputation already of being the way that he was is like how did the jedi not pick up on this like blatant disregard for loss of life is also not the jedi way yeah and that had to have been that had to have gotten to the council at some point and you could say it was like well it was wartime like they had to they did what they had to do but did they did they really though i mean they've they've they made they made smaller sacrifices for bigger issues the clones brought that up and that you know when they were initially talking about him too like you know, more clones have died under him than any other general. Like, they knew that in the yeah. clones, um, so that means other people knew it. And just the way he acted, man, and the way he asserted himself, and it's one thing to be like, don't question my orders. It's another thing to immediately, immediately threaten to kill somebody in your, like, your first or second interaction um, just because they have, you know, a... a uh, a different opinion or something like that it, it'd be like and i i'm sorry i'm sure some people are like stop referencing uh star trek the next generation but every single time you know the beginning seasons there was this thing of Riker always like countering picard and it was like you know but the thing was it wasn't like mutiny it wasn't because Riker was acting out that's literally what his job as as second in command was you know it, he he was to question and counter but then when the final decision was made he was to follow that out but that was his job was to you know to provide alternatives and so in this case that was i'm pretty sure it was rex that that, that was that was commanding all of them and, and he was yeah he was I, the I'm one that sure. was saying you know our guys need to rest or you know that's going to be bottlenecking us up if we do this or this and that and Krell was just like you know you're you're a clone you don't you don't get a talk you know you don't get an opinion you don't get a strategize you just do as you're told uh or, or you die as you do it and that that, that was it and yeah the whole time i was, was just like how is this acceptable it was rex and fives that i think were that most of the debating was going on between sure. rex was um, trying to stay level-headed because rex was above the superior and he was you know he was there was some other clones that was like Oh no, Krell is right, hundred percent. We need to do as he says. He's amazing, and we should follow his every word. Uh, you know, Rex was listening to everybody, but he was keeping the calm ahead of the leader. Fives was like, you know, Fives was just all out there. He was just like, no, this is bullcrap. We need to, you know, do something now, or else more of our people are gonna die. And unfortunately, it took like three episodes to do something because people just kept on dying. And and even more so, it was three episodes of him making bad calls, the clones then making good calls that ended up being successful, and him still blatantly being like, "Now nah, we're gonna do it my way." Still, yeah, like like there wasn't it like it didn't matter what their successes were. It was like he was, and then he was more angry about them breaking his command than they were about them successfully taking the base with their covert operation that they are their sabotage. Yeah. Covert sabotage mm-hmm. and, uh, and hijacking of the enemy fighters. Like I was like, seriously, dude, you won. Does it like when you're in a war situation, I don't think that them breaking your command and saving as many lives as possible and winning mm-hmm. would, would take priority. I'd figure that would take priority, but it didn't. Um, the, the other arc, I, 
like I I'm still not sure how how I feel about it at this point. I can't remember what I thought about it the the first time around, but it was the uh, uh, Obi Wan going under uh, going in disguise, and uh, was that in taking on? Four? Yeah, yeah, the box. Okay, well, for can we can I'm sorry we gotta we gotta the finish bo- this curl conversation. We don't have to have the okay. whole <laughs> episode on this, but let let's talk about the ending. So the ending. Uh, First of all, they they kind of ripped off uh, episode one, uh, Star Wars episode one, whereas they they got a bad guy ship and they flew it up into the bad guy ship and then blew it up from the inside. That's kind of exactly what they did in in Phantom Menace. Uh, well, they reference they referenced that. Oh, did they? they? Uh, did I miss that? Part? Yeah, they yeah they made that reference that uh, General Skywalker blew up one of these when he was a kid. He said to oh that's he said right to go for the go for the reactor or something like that. So they did that Um, awesome move and they come back and Krill's like, good job. That was amazing. Uh, but yeah, you, you need to be executed now. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to court martial you. And well, at first he was going to be like, all right, we're going to court martial you. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, when the opposition was up to that, he was like, you know what? Uh, we're going to get into combat Mm -hmm. and he was just going to have him executed then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, like, he betrayed the entire battalion by creating, like, that was the most fucked up thing about the whole thing, is that he was like, alright, they've stolen uh, clone uniform. the enemy has stolen clone uniforms. Oh my gosh. And when he, he told, both, told both sides, and so both sides end up killing each other, and then you see Rex in easily the most unhinged part of him so far. Mm-hmm. Being like, oh my, like, I don't know about unhinged, but completely panicking, be like, holy crap. Uh, no, they're with us. Stop. Yeah. He took and, off his mask. He ran out in front of everybody. He's like, stop. Oh, man. Clones. Was, it was like, intense. And then to know that Krell did that, like it wasn't a mis miscommunications. He literally did that to have them kill each other as punishment, hoping yeah. that he the fessed right up to it. Die. Right oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> he had no problem telling him that because he figured like, oh, no, it'll be fine. The best. Uh, there won't. There won't be an issue. Here. What what I was happy about the ending of that because then they after that they were like, nope, we're arresting your ass, and then we're going to uh, you know we're going to take care of you here and now, and then you know he tries to kill them all and everything. Eventually they kill him, uh, but I I was so because then at, at the end it kind of got over the top. He started doing that manic evil laugh in the darkness, which I didn't like. <laughs> I'm like, don't turn into the Joker now. We don't need your your evil, you know, evil laugh. But at least they didn't go down the route of he was a Sith spy the whole time. I didn't want that to happen. I just wanted it to be a bad seed that, you know, uh, just decided that he didn't want to be a Jedi. It wasn't necessarily that he was joining the dark side. He just didn't care. And he didn't care about uh, about what was right. And, and, uh, you know, he he stayed with the Jedis because he was in a position of power. But then his power got, you know, upset by these clones and, and he just started killing everybody. And I was like, this is that is great writing. They didn't they didn't like water it down by saying, oh, he was a spy the whole time or something like that. Uh, yeah, but they did kill and him. Then, and I really uh, wanted to have like him in front of Kenobi or, or him in front of another Jedi and then be like, look at this sack of shit. But they didn't get to that moment, sadly. Well, I, I like that they did go the way that they did where. um uh, Dogma, the clone that was uh, that was like following in his orders blindly, like every single time, like he's the he's the general. We've got to do it this way. Yeah, and who was eventually like he was. I think he was a uh, part of the firing squad that they were going to kill the 
He was going to get the order. Kill everybody else yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up being the one who killed him off. He ended up being the one who shot him. And be like, you know what? We can't let him get away with this shit. <laughs> he did. Like he and saw. I... He saw that. He saw that danger immediately. Like you know, he broke the law. Or, like, I wondered if he did nothing. that because like it was the final straw, or he knew that the second they killed Krell, they were going to kill him. Like if it was like a. I've got to do something now to protect myself I, well, or a mix of a, both. Well, he had a pretty big moment where, uh, when Krill was kind of like confessing to everything where dogma was like, I, I, I like, I couldn't, he couldn't believe that. Right. Um, that the Jedi was capable of doing what he did. Mm. And, uh, and that kind of broke away from him. Like, following it like because again he was completely by the book and as soon as he found out that krell was a traitor he turned on him without a thought he was like oh no that's it took him long enough to see it though holy crap yeah but again we're dealing with clones that are bred to be incredibly obedient yes and uh i mean like you gotta imagine that dogma was probably a little bit more shiny than than the rest of them true true and uh hadn't had to deal with that many like real human situations where like that level of judgment needed to come into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great arc. See, that's, that was the thing that they started in, uh, they started in season three and then really started committing to here in season four. And, um, uh, from what I remember also in season five, where it wasn't just them scrambling about, right. There were mul- there are multiple episodes in line where they're exploring these arcs. They're giving them a l- they're giving them more time to develop, and uh, they were like mini movies. I mean, at, yeah, at twenty two yeah, really episodes. Are. That's you know that's eighty that's eighty four eighty six episodes uh, a movie. That's you know that's an hour and twenty minute movie. That's and it, I'm and I know that they marketed them that way too when they were putting them out on DVDs. They didn't at first. They didn't just put them out in seasons. They put them out in volumes and. I mean, yeah. yeah, that that's the way to go. And and right after the Krill arc is the is the next arc that you were talking about is with with uh, Obi Wan going undercover. Yeah, well, and I mean, and like you mentioned, like that that four episode arc with with General Krell will come out to about like 120 minutes. Yeah, and so or 80 minutes. Uh, so you're that's yeah, still a you're short looking movie, at that movie. Yeah. Well, you're you're over an hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so so yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how they came out. Now the the one with Kenobi going undercover, I'm still not like on board with because of like what they opened the door for in the Star Wars universe by having him by having him shape basically be injected with a shape shifting serum. <laughs> like the episode wasn't as the episodes weren't as memorable to me. Yeah. Um. Uh, like, like I, I couldn't remember much of them when I was watching them this time from my last watch. There, mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah. Um, I really wondered. So it begins with Kenobi being assassinated, and like a real cheap shot. Well, I mean, but that's what you're led to believe. I mean, it's a real yeah. cheap shot assassination. Yeah, he's sniped. Yeah, and you're just like, eh. and it, you even see like when he's doing it because they're on like rooftops, and he just like steps out of cover. And I mean, I questioned it right then. I was like, Kenobi's not that dumb. But then you do this whole thing. And basically the reason they did this was so that he could go undercover as the guy that killed Kenobi um, and then go into prison and then meet up with some gangsters. And 
and they did the whole yeah he, he injected something kind of like the minority report thing where he put it to his face yep. it, except it wasn't like a messed up you know mashed potato face it was like an actual different person um and uh and anakin just fell for it i mean he was just like first See, of all that, that was... was a crazy gamble that they didn't believe anakin would kill this dude because anakin found him and arrested him and i'm like you yeah. you believed he wouldn't kill him <laughs> Anakin of all people. Well, I mean, are they taking a huge gamble by Anakin having to kill, like finding this guy and then killing off like a, a serial killer? Basically, I mean, he's a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. and he has killed, killed before. Je- he's killed before yeah. privately and for for the Republic. And you're telling me that the guy that killed his master, you're not. I mean, Kenobi killed the guy that killed his master. And nobody was like, Kenobi, you're a murderer. (laughs) So who's to say that Anakin couldn't kill the guy that killed his master and get away with it? That was a huge gamble. But then why they didn't tell him up front, I really didn't understand that. Like, what what was the huge gain by not telling Anakin that his master was alive? I, well, I mean, the and the way they justify is that uh, it wouldn't be believed that Obi-Wan was killed unless Anakin went like all unhinged like he did. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was part of their thing that it was crucial that, uh, Anakin believed that he was dead. So everybody else would sure. Um, to help us cover which I don't necessarily agree with. See, I can see him in the, in the camera. Oh yeah. I can see him too. Oh yeah. Don't he's, he's screwing with the blinds <laughs> and he's trying, he's trying to Blake. He really doesn't want those blinds there. Well, and when I open you- the window, do when you, I open the window, he goes to the other. He goes to the uh, other set of blinds to screw with those. So it's not him wanting to look like out a the window in front of it or something like that. Yeah, we do that, and then he attacks the curtain. You should see our living room curtain one cats. of these days. It's all, it's all like frit. Yeah, cats, cats. They're dicks. Count Dooku never really bought it. He was always like killed, killed Kenobi. Really, like he questioned it from the start. Yeah, and I feel like and, any big bad would have questioned it. You know. But that was but that was kind of why like I felt so weird about Anakin believing it right away because like Dooku who does not have a big connection to Obi Wan mm-hmm. was like sensing it but like this this doesn't seem right like there's something off about that guy yeah and then and then uh, Anakin like I mean first of all he he got to Obi Wan right after he was killed yeah because they and, still like, there. they 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 set it all up that he would find him at the bar or whatever. yeah. Yeah, and I can't, but I can't even remember like what was explained away, like how Anakin believed that he was dead when he was like there holding him. But, yeah, like did like, well, like did they did they revive did they revive Obi Wan later or something like that and just not tell anybody about it? Like, like what kind of technology was used for that? Oh, um, oh, that's I don't right. Know. It was just, yeah, mm-hmm. it was like like how did Anakin believe that he was dead when he wasn't actually? It's like what what had to be done there, like. I don't know. And if they were able to like revive Obi-Wan from being killed uh, like in after the amount of time that it took for them to get his body to wherever they had to do that. Sure. sure. It's like oh, but Padme died of being sad and she couldn't be brought back to life at all. She didn't like she didn't no. want to live. Uh uh, uh Yeah, no. She lost all will to yeah, live. Yeah, Kenobi Kenobi <laughs> wanted to live. But I mean, yeah, it was uh, it was very just, much. It just it opened so many weird. It opened up like some weird doors mm. that I wasn't sure like are ever were ever going to be able to be closed or would ever even be walked through again. It's like, all right, was that simply just a plot machine so they could so they could make this episode? Um, I think it would have been a lot cooler if they had hired a different bounty hunter. 
to to like join in on all this stuff and they just keep tabs on him the whole time. Well, but then they because were just that... but then they I mean at least with at least with uh Kenobi they would know where his allegiances stood. If they hired another another bounty hunter, even one they liked, you know, the 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 chances that yeah, he could but... be bought were were out there. Yeah, but that takes away the suspense mm. completely because we know Obi-Wan lives mm-hmm. because we see we've seen him in the movie, so he's a he's an invincible character mm-hmm. is what I would consider him at this point. He's not going to die. Yeah. Um we know where his allegiances are because we know he's he's not going to be bought off. So like the suspense and well, that's so not the what suspense I meant. in him being involved I meant that the, is is completely gone. I meant the Jedi knew that they could trust him 100% as opposed to getting another bounty hunter that could possibly be bought off you know, and stop working for them and then spoil the whole plan. You know, they had to, they had to send somebody in that they knew would a survive and b always be loyal to them. But well, sure. Maybe, maybe not a bounty hunter, maybe just a skilled Republic soldier or something like that. Maybe a skilled clone. It was still convoluted as hell. Yeah. I just, it just, it took it like, it just took away the suspense completely by having Obi-Wan involved in all that because you knew that he was, you knew that he was going to survive. Um, I was like at first I was a little bit less than uh impressed that he was like a master sharpshooter. Oh yeah. Um but I had to like be like all right it's Jedi reflexes and who can't aim a rifle. Um I was like so I figured that had to like they just assumed that that was going to be the assumption that everybody else was going to come up with but like Obi-Wan has a history of not liking guns. That's so true. Maybe and, he just used the Force. But yeah, he did go in as the sniper, yeah, just... and and they end up throwing him in a box. They called it the box, uh, yeah. with a bunch of other people that the the dude that, that was, was a running... cool sequence. Yeah, though. the dude that was running like... the Citadel had built this big tester like hologram box, and yeah, some of Mr. them were going to die, person. and some of them weren't. And it was very there's a there's a Rebels episode that's very similar with a similar box type thing for the for the clone cadets. And uh, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if this is the same technology." But must be. Yeah. I mean, it's that star. It's that Star Wars level of holographic technology that they've got, and and I think they were using like real robots of some kind. Mm. Um, but it, you know, like stuff like that. It reminded me a lot of um, like that level of technology reminds me of Proxy from uh, the Force Unleashed. Oh, sure. Who like the robot who could like change his appearance mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. and that level of holographic technology that was kind of what it made me yeah what it made me think of from time to time. I still haven't seen a droid model like that though, so I don't know if they like I don't know if he ever sh- like if his model of droid ever shows up again or not. But sure. Um, well, so they they took all these guys, they put them in this box, and they said, "Hey, we need a team of like six or eight, and the eight of you that survive are gonna go." Uh, uh, kidnap the Senate, and the rest of you, we're, we're gonna die. So, <laughs> step in the box and and hope that you live. And uh, your your boy um, Bane uh, shows up, and he's kind of the yep. he's kind of the top dog already. And him and Kenobi, such a badass. Him and Kenobi kind of have this camaraderie. Like Kenobi knows how to like like get in with him. You know, like how to t- how to. Had to test him. Yeah, he knew how to be, and and he knew how to be that level of scoundrel yeah. to to get in with. He was him. pulling some Han Solo stuff, like you know, like yes, he was. I'm gonna get and on your the, nerves, uh, and I'm gonna get you to the point that you could kill me, but you respect me enough that we could actually be friends at the same time. He was getting there, like the double cr- the double cross that he pulls off on Nal Hutta. Yeah, 
and he plays it off that he had and he plays it off that he had a that a hut owed him a favor and all straight that straight up shoots and, them down and then doesn't expect yeah. Bane to come back and kill him he's just like hey it's business man it's like you it's like you need me now <laughs> like <laughs> it was it was balls. it was smooth mm-hmm. it was it was really slick mm-hmm. um and then yeah, and then like, they also on that same episode they had to fight Anakin and uh, Ahsoka and you know so yeah. so he was like having to fight them but then also protect them from Bane because he didn't want to distract him too much that Bane would actually kill them because you know Bane is very calculated and and there's a chance but also that he protect could. Bane yeah he had to also protect <laughs> Bane at the same time so he was just kind of all over the place and finally he kind of did a whole whisper into in Anakin's ear which I don't understand why he couldn't have done that earlier but uh, he did that and then they got away but I was just like please. Please, like someone's gonna die here if you don't do this right. So just get it over with. Hurry up. The interesting portion of it now. This was something that I I remembered the Clone Wars doing pretty well was that they were giving a little bit more context to Anakin's turn to the dark side, mm. and uh, establishing a little bit more distrust with the Jedi. This was a big episode for that by uh, deceiving him about his master being killed. Mm-hmm. And not, uh, and not letting him be in on that because they don't trust him. Like they specific, like, like that. That's how he took it. That's not what their intention was. Um, was to show that they didn't trust him because they, well, I guess the the Jedi Council probably, honestly, with his track record, I don't think they they do. No. Uh, too terrible much. Well, I mean, they he trust still doesn't him to, have a seat with a general on... status, but yeah, he doesn't have a seat on the on the council. So they, I mean, they don't trust him that much, you know, they've, they've kind of accepted him, but they haven't accepted him. He's not in that big room yeah. and everything. And it was just so weird. Cause they, so much of their plan, like was based on Anakin is a very emotional person. And we're going to trust that his, his emotions will cloud his judgment. And he won't be able to see that the guy that he's arresting is actually his master. So they like, they they depend so much on that emotion, even though emotion is like bad for Jedi. They don't want a Jedi to be super emotional. And then at the same time, that same emotion could have gone bad so many times. Like he could have, you know, the, the senator was like, oh. go get him. Like, don't wait. Uh, go, go, go hunt him down. And uh, and he could have or the, not the senator, the chancellor. And he could have easily just, you know. He could have easily just gone after and tried to kill the guy that killed his master so many times and and because of that same emotion and it was just weird that the jedi council was like ah eh, we'll roll the dice on that and and hopefully it turns out in our favor and again it's that it's more of that manipulation from palpatine that mm-hmm. we that we're seeing and uh and that was is there something rattling on your side I don't know. Are you hearing that weird little no. like Mm-mm. trilling noise? Mm-mm. I don't know. Um, no, like that was that was one of the complaints that I had about uh, Revenge of the Sith, and I think a lot of people did, is that Anakin's turn seemed so simple. Yeah, honestly, like, like it, like there wasn't a lot that happened to him in that episode that would be like I see through the lies of the Jedi. I was like, oh, he's a master, but I'm I'm on the council, but I'm not a master. Boo hoo! I'm gonna turn bad now. It's like, and honestly, it wasn't until that, like, like it was more about him, the more about him when he cut off Mace Windu's arms in that's in that movie, it was more about him killing off the only source that he thought could save Padme. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to turn because they've been lying to me. It was like, 
I'm going to turn because I have to, because I just betrayed the Jedi. Did you just say he cut off to, Mace to, Windu's arms? Well, he cut off a arm. Of Mace Windu? Least, really? In, uh, in Revenge of the Sith, yeah. Oh. Mace Windu is just a, Mace Windu is about to kill him off and... Are you talking about uh, Dooku or Mace Windu? No, Mace Windu. Oh, I totally like, because he cuts off, he cuts du- he cuts Dooku's head off. Yeah, but he also cuts Dooku's hands off in the beginning. He does that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, but he. Uh, I don't remember. So that. Mace Wind Mace Windu's about to do the kill swing, and Anakin's like, "No!" and he oh, slices right. his yeah, arm it's off. George Lucas fetish for cutting off uh, hands and arms. I swear that it's yeah, like a that thing. seems to be a Star Wars thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got to lose an appendage of some kind. I like how they play with uh, Anakin's loss, like Anakin not having an arm in there. Like the, uh, like the, the weird, uh, they had an episode where like a magnet, I think they, like a magnet got turned on and it like, it grabbed him by the, yeah, I think it was Citadel. in the prison escape. Yeah. And he was yeah, like the stuck Citadel up escape. to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like keeping that attention to detail for stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, not a, not a huge amount of detail to try and pay attention to, but it's just nice that they're like, you know what? We're going to we're going to include that just to like get a callback that he is that he's part machine already. Right. Well, to what you're saying, though, play with that some more. a lot of people have said that. And I do agree, especially when we get into these deeper episodes later into the season, the, the Clone Wars justifies the prequels because that was a lot of people's yeah. like. That was, you know, that was a lot of what people hated is that the, the, the prequels started so early with young Anakin and then we were thrown into moody teenage Anakin and then we were thrown into the end. And it was just like for as much content as there was in the prequels, there wasn't really enough to justify that turn. Like they sold it as this is how Anakin becomes Vader. And it really wasn't. It was about so much other stuff that they almost kind of forgot about really justifying his turn and that's what that's what the clone wars really does best is it gives you so much history i mean it gives you i mean if, if you look at how many hours seven seasons of shows is it gives you so much content for all the times he's been tested and all the times he's been pushed and and all the times he's kind of bent the rules or broke the rules or killed somebody and and got away with it or or justified it and and then all the times like this where uh, a questionable decision was was made, and then he took it the wrong way, or he he viewed it as as distrust or as a reason to to you know to look at the Jedi differently. And that's that's really what this show does best, and that's why I really appreciate it because that was always one of my major uh, takeaways from the prequels is that they just didn't sell me on that turn. Yeah, and and honestly, this show really sells the term. Star Wars. Yeah, it does. Like the we are getting the war side that we had always that we had always heard about. Mm-hmm. Like like for the most part throughout pretty much every one of the films what we're really only seeing are skirmishes or light battles. Mm-hmm. Like there was never really a like I think the I think the the attack on Hoth was probably the most warlike <clears throat> moment aside from some of like the air, the space battles. Yeah, that was a good like, opener this, of just like yeah, war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one felt a little bit more like a war because they they had dudes in the trenches. Yeah, they were getting their asses kicked. They weren't doing very well. They had like they were trying to like it it like there was a an, a, an acceptable level of chaos right. to where it did feel like a war, whereas everything else the, like the Battle of Yavin didn't feel like a war. It was a it was a it was an assault. It was a it was a battle. Mm-hmm. Um, like the. 
the fight for the second, the battle above, above Endor, um, that also, like, they call it the battle above Endor. Like, it it felt like another battle. Well, like war it, is a bunch like of the, battles, right? But yeah, this but throws the in Clone so war- many more battles into that. But we also didn't really have the like the political side of war in any of the films for the most part. Like, ex- mm-hmm. like we had too much of the political side in the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, like, way too much of the po- political side in the prequels. But um, and then like no po- no politics in uh, the the original trilogy or the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Way too much in the prequels. And then in the Clone Wars series, so far we're getting like a pretty delicate balance between both. Um, but when you're getting battles, you're not seeing battles. You're seeing all out war. Yeah. Like they're going at it. And this season so far, like I can't like, again, it's been a while since I've seen season five to commit it to that level of memory. But um, this was one of the more harsh ones to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and again, back into um, uh, man, I got to remember which uh, I got to remember which what the clone what the clone's name was who he sacrificed himself uh during the Krell uh during the Krell storyline oh um well it wasn't Pives it wasn't Rex um uh, oh the guy the guy was, that that blew up the reactor um yeah um because like, like, like there was no way that they'd be able to destroy it while and have all of them escape yeah. at the same was time that, was it and Jesse so he stayed behind that did that maybe is I don't know I'm not sure I don't who remember was. I don't remember who I'm not sure. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. I'm looking here at the notes. Yeah, it's Jesse. Yeah, because yeah, Fives and Hardcase uh, were the other two that went with him. Right. Um, yeah, that was a that was a like I, like his ending line was was really cool. It was just like like it was it was just like all about that brotherhood, mm-hmm. all about that camaraderie, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Like this that that particular arc was obviously the most memorable about the entire season sure. for me. Um, well, before we the, get to uh, the to the finale one that you were most excited to to return to, I mean, yeah, this season <laughs> this season started with some more political warfare as well because the first arc was all about, um, you know the uh, the water war arc, which was yep. they were they were going down there to help. Um, What's his face? His people, uh, the cor- the corn and the mon calamari. Yeah, and they were, and they, you know, they the 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 king's son was being hunted down by King Shark and his people, and uh, which were really cool. The, the the shark bad guys were badass. Yeah, he's fucking. They were like creepy yeah. as all he had hell, a thick man. Thick ass neck they a, and muscles. They did a they did a great job with him. Yeah, like he was terrifying he was fast yeah he was because like, he like they really underwater like they shark. really got that like they really got that shark speed yeah uh accuracy because sharks are ridiculously quick underwater yeah but there was a lot of politics behind there like why the republic was supporting you know this king yep. over this king and why it was important to help out this this was a small battle that would eventually you know help with the rest of the war and there's a lot of that where like we need to help this town or we need to help this planet um, you know, free themselves so that they can continue to help us, and and I did like I did like that as an opener arc for this series or for this uh, season. Um, but the big the big thing was the end of this season, obviously, and of course they spoil it well, on the box art and everything. But yeah, well, I mean, they kind of they kind of spoiled it in uh, 
at the end of uh, season three when Savage Opress sure, um, sure. was told that his brother was still alive. So I mean, we we knew that there was we knew there was going to be something there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but did they spoil it on the box? Well, I guess this isn't this the box isn't the art box that you're art. talking about. No, here. the the season four uh, box art. I don't have it on me, but it's uh, yeah, it was all it was all about. I got gotcha. you about you know Darth Maul coming back. Yeah, no, um, that was a, uh, that was, <clears throat> like, when he actually found him, first of all, the snake guy, again, like, the, uh, like, the first time I saw him, I was like, that, that, that's gross, it's annoying me, it, half of it reminded me of the snake character from the original Disney Robin Hood, yeah, uh, film, mm-hmm. and then the other half of me was just completely freaked out about the idea of a talking snake, because I fucking hate snakes, but, um, who doesn't but yeah then <laughs> like the the pursuit i didn't really care about because it was sorry i'm not sure about that didn't ask you shit did you hear yeah. that she's not sure sur- she's not sure about the pursuit <laughs> either didn't ask <laughs> didn't ask you a damn thing oh uh, no the uh the pursuit for savage to find where his brother was actually at mm-hmm. didn't didn't really wasn't really t- that exciting when he was um, like spice but yeah, when he... or, or where does it where did you get this and take me to the trash yeah. planet that thor ragnarok got dropped off on and yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah and then finding uh when he finally finds his brother and like did they explain like how he got the spider, the spider legs yeah um no i don't think they did unless that's like, like yeah, did, explained somewhere else but he's got that big old like yeah, he's got big old mechanical like, spider legs. But they don't, no, they don't mention that episode, so I can't, like, I don't want to say anything about it. But, um, yeah, the the chaos in his mind was really well illustrated. Oh, he was, he um, was crazy. Like it was, like it was, like they were really trying to portray it's like, hey, he shouldn't be alive, mm-hmm. and so he is not going. He is not going to be anything regular and i mean it, and it takes the it takes mother talzin to like kind of bring him back to at least, <laughs> at least normal enough yeah but um but yeah like the the voice actor who i gotta i gotta find him here sam Whit sam whitworth yeah sam whitworth yeah this dude um this dude which is crazy uh to think that he is the voice actor yeah because yeah because he's also uh yeah because he was also star killer in um in oh, why am I the doing Force this? Unleashed. I don't want to play a video. Go back. I was like, yeah, you don't want to do that. We're going to get pulled. Yeah, he's got a... Here you go. He's got a lot of... um, of uh, Gosh, darn, I just want to blow up the stupid picture. He's got a lot of voice and, and acting things in his in his background, but when you look at him, um, doesn't he almost look more like kind of like Anakin? Like, he kind of like... Like he's got that he's got that moody face and everything and and when you hear him talk he's got that naturally kind of deep voice already, but his voice and Darth know. Maul's he's voice got... are not the same. He does so well, like separating himself and then really just diving into Maul. It's I, I it took me a while to realize it was the same person. Yeah no uh like because he did like he's an excellent voice actor because he did an incredible job in Force Awakens like he did a really good job with the voice acting or not Awakens uh, Unleashed because yeah. uh, he did he did a great job of that they actually modeled his character modeled the character after him as well right. so right. um so his likeness is in there too mm-hmm. 
But um, but the voice acting for Maul, he did such a good job of portraying that tortured, demented, crazy state that he super psych- crazy psychopath psychopathic state that he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, he did it. He did so well, and it sounded it sounded super tortured. And then you hear the mention of like he hears the mention of Obi Wan, and he just loses his mind. Yeah, like like and because he was tortured, the, like he is, like Obi Wan is the guy is, that yeah. split him in half and left him to die. I mean. And for to for someone to survive like that and go from like, you know, the Sith's top bad guy to left to die, I mean, I'm sure that would break a person, you know. Yeah, it's explained in uh, like I won't talk about like the explanation, in in terms of what they uh, of how they explain it in the Clone Wars, but um, in like extra lore, it was kind of ex- explained that he survived all of that through like sheer hatred. Oh sure, like um. Uh, like like it was literally the dark side that kept him alive just kind of kept him going um, yeah and with and with that in mind seeing the way that he that he portrays <laughs> when he's when he's found was was pretty incredible um i got to say though uh if they had been able to bring him back to normal with just the spider legs that would have been pretty friggin sweet i mean don't get me wrong he got some badass robot legs but yeah like if they had been able to keep like his his form attached to the spider legs, he would have been the most terrifying Star Wars villain of all time. He would have, yeah, it would have been like, 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 like Darth Maul and Grievous combined to, to do like, yeah, the Grievous, Grievous I Maul. Mean, <laughs> as far as com, as far as combat advantages, it might have been a little tough because I don't know how many legs, like, it was like, how many legs do you really want to yeah. lose, Maul? And his legs like, do evolve throughout the season. Yeah, he starts off with these spider legs. And then he gets like the, oh, regular, the next through the next season. Yeah, and he gets a regular uh, robot legs and then they con- he continues to get closer and closer to normal. But I guess I, I don't know why I never thought about this, but, you know, he was split in half. But unlike if he gotten split in half by a machete and his insides would have just fallen out, he did get split in half and uh, split in half by a lightsaber. So I guess like, you know, that got seared yeah. up. You know, so it's, you know, yeah, those... like it burnt it so he didn't fall out. So maybe because it was a lightsaber, it kind of kept him alive. Lightsabers have a tendency to cauterize the wounds that they right. that they create. So, yeah, so that kinda uh, makes I, sense. I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's the explanation that they want to go mm-hmm. with. Like there's an arm like every single time we've seen an arm cut off, like when we saw Luke's arm get cut off, he didn't bleed anywhere right. or anything like right. that, So which is why he was able to survive. Uh, having his hand cut off instead of dying from blood loss or something sure, like that. Sure. So still hurts. <laughs> um, oh yeah, it friggin' sucks, and I bet it still feels like it's still there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, because ghost limbs are a real phenomenon that people like that that people who end up being amputees have to deal with like a lot. Right. So, right. um, I'm I'm hearing that weird trilling sound again. I don't know where that's coming from, but it's like freaking me. Yeah, out. it's not coming from here. I don't hear anything on my side. Weird. I don't hear it unless I've got the headphones on. It's in your mind. No, your this mind. uh this season was this season was great. I remember really liking season five, so I'm really excited to watch it again. Well can you can um, you imagine that this is this is if you were watching it in real time and cause he does I mean, cause he's crazy in, in, in the in the second to last episode, but then he is like he's back to himself in the final episode and he's like, I'm coming for you, you know, like I am because uh, there is a little interaction with him and obi-wan in the last episode right he they do kind of they do kind of square off a little bit 
No, uh, I think that's the the first episode of season five. Uh, I'm pretty sure they. I thought they left it out. Let me. No, because the twenty second episode is called Revenge. Um, Savage and Maul now reunited pursue Obi Wan. Um. Oh yeah, because he's got a he has to pair up with uh Oprah with uh the chick uh, Asajj Ventress to yeah to kind of like not die right so which is kind um, which was kind of cool him pairing up with her for just a little bit yeah she was actually because she is now pretty much because she's now a bounty hunter yeah um, right which is awesome like that episode was pretty sweet too where she's like finally you know what I'm gonna mm-hmm. I mean it wasn't a big like they only devoted like one or two episodes to, well, I don't remember how many episodes she got in this season, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the bounty episode that she got was like pretty sweet because like she did play it as a bounty hunter who would play it the way that she would mm-hmm. like, like a Sith would not care about bounty hunter honor or anything right. like that. Right. She's like, I just need to, get, I just need to get paid. And so like the double cross on the original client and then, uh, basically forcing the people that she saved to also pay a ransom was, was great. Like, it was just like, yeah, I really like her character. I think she's great. I I, I really like how she's evolved from just like, uh, uh, Dooku's, you know, little pet to, to her own individual. And and seeing her in in an Obi-Wan dangerous man. Yeah. Seeing her and Obi-Wan team up for a little bit. It was a very short episode and there wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't the satisfying like Obi Wan, uh, Darth Maul rematch that you wanted, but it teased you to be like, "There's more coming," you know. We're we're getting into later, and, but Darth Maul is back, baby, and and they could have easily ended season four without any of that, but no, they gave it back to you because they wanted to be like they wanted it in yeah. Obi Wan's mind, like, "Oh, you're, you're you're the guy you killed once is back, and and he's he's coming after you." and and uh yeah. Oh, and I and I like also that uh Maul when they when they don't end up being able to kill Obi-Wan, Savage is like, All right, well we're we gonna are we gonna go after him now? Like we gonna keep going? He's like, No, we got other like we got other business to attend to as well. Yeah, I like that Maul's like, not like just dumb. Like he's like, No, you know, yeah, he's like, he's Oh not... no, we're gonna be smart about this. Now that he has his mind like, back, he's more calculated. Yeah, it's not a desperate uh pursuit. Like he's right. like he's he's absolutely determined, but in his mind, he's like, you know, what? it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. Right. right. And uh, and so, yeah, he plays it really well. Uh, but they also showcase just how like Obi-Wan is not prepared to deal with a force like uh, Darth Maul, mm-hmm. let alone with Savage Opress, who like as we saw when he was actually created back in the last season, that he's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like he's just he's a he is a force to be reckoned with. Well, this is this is why I want you to hurry up and finish this show because it is I know. it is another I one know. of the best parts of this show. Not this isn't spoilerish at all, but when we first saw Darth Maul in the movies, he was just this quiet badass. He didn't really talk that much. I think he had barely any lines in the first movie. I know he had at least one line, but he was just this quiet, menacing badass. And and the Clone Wars fleshes him out, man, and 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 his character really does evolve. And you know they don't they don't do the you know they don't do the classic oh you get to know him and he becomes a good guy type thing or anything like that. But I'm so glad we got more of of Maul and we got to hear him talk and we get to see him grow and everything like that. Like 
that was that's really one of my favorite things about this show. <laughs> hearing him hearing him speak was like the one thing that people absolutely wanted yeah. out of the prequels. Yeah. Like so did you ever watch those videos of what if the prequels were good? Mhm. Mm-hmm. That I showcased to you, like, did like, did you like how like he was gonna make it so where Darth Maul was the main villain throughout? Yeah, like the the really the main conflict throughout the whole mm-hmm. thing. I wanted that, like, I wanted that so bad. Everybody did. Uh, after, like, after seeing those videos, it was just like, yeah, that that would have made it. That would have made it ten times better. I mean, if they had gone through that. So it's great that we have like these prequels in here to kind of like right. showcase that, but like, it's still not. It's not exactly again. That's why Clone Wars justifies the prequels. Because when you watch the prequels, Count Dooku is a boring ass villain compared to Maul. You know, you get you get Darth Maul in Episode yeah, really One, is. and then you get Count Dooku in the other seat in the other episodes. At least Count Dooku is interesting in the Clone Wars, and you see more of him and his power and his mind and everything. So again, it fleshes him out. It justifies him a little more. But yeah, I remember that too. It's like, how do you start so strong with such with a red-faced, horned, badass of a villain, and then you just kill him off and you switch him out with a couple old dudes? You know, <laughs> like, ugh. but yeah, the uh, and Dooku got a pretty uh, cool scene in this too. I mean, well, he probably didn't like it very much, but the the voodoo torture, mm. oh yeah, uh, episode that he was getting with the, with the uh... where like where like his head was melting into that into that vat and it was like causing all these like burns and, and boils she was on coming his face out and stuff of like his that. Chest. that was she had a that was messed she had up. a little voodoo doll of him and she like his chest was ripping open and she was coming out of him and everything oh that was a dance yeah like there was that was a moment there where it was like okay how is that kind of stuff gonna get reversed because he was not like that at all like like he, he didn't like he didn't have any like physical distortions mm-hmm. in the third season so the painful like at that point i was just like i was just like the moment where she says before she throws his voodoo doll into the vat mm-hmm. she said she said a really badass line I, i'm sad that i can't remember it at this point but like it was like burn duke like now you'll burn dooku or something mm-hmm. like that she was vengeful. like it was just like a it was basically like i don't care if you die and just just dropped him in there so nonchalant i was like that is and sweet yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it was and really then he cool. literally was like he was like save me grievous you know he was like you need to go in there and kill her now and save me yeah and, <laughs> he like he told grievous target. to abandon his whole campaign just to save him from this witch yeah target acquired yeah, yeah. uh yeah it was uh and i and i love their bows i love i love the the laser sh- shooting bows i don't like uh nope never mind that that would have been a spoiler for something else. I'm not going to tell you okay. about that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Their their bow weapons are really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um. If I if I had to if I got the chance to have a Star Wars weapon of any kind, and they said you can't have a lightsaber, I'd be like, all right, fine. I want one of those bows. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like I, I want one of those bows until you, and I'm going to cause a bunch of fucking chaos until you tell me I can have a lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, um, we want to move on. We just did a solid hour. We, we, we got we got like two short stories that we could just close this up at if you want. We we do, but I just emptied this, um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's fine. Uh, we can, I'm I'm reaching an emergency sli- level. I made the slideshow and everything, man. You, <laughs> I come know. On. Well, you've still got you've still got it for the uh, you still got it for the next episode because like 
first of all, I'm I'm probably not going to be done with season five by the time Monday rolls mm-hmm. along for our next recording. So we're going to have to talk about other stuff. Mm-hmm. So okay. so yeah, we'll have a bunch of we'll have a a pretty good filler episode on Monday. We got we got hopefully by then we'll have a few extra stories yeah. as well. I do like how we can see the timer up at the top of this thing. So I I like that too. Well, I I'm always looking at Reaper mm-hmm. um, when we're recording the audio side, but. Um, but yeah, I like this. I like this video concept. It still hasn't shown up in our in my subscriptions, so I don't. I don't I know if it's what, it's what it actually broadcasts or, out to. Or but what I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. We or if it's like recording here. live to this, or if it's like recording live to this application, and then it's going to output to YouTube. That later. could be it. That could be it. Or something yeah. like that. So we'll see. But that, hey, that seems like a little bit more. This sense. might be something we end up doing. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, thanks yeah. for being patient with us. Those that are watching that that are, are listening. So just trying to bring you more content and and, and whatnot. So, yeah. One, one of these days, like like every now and then, like I don't think we'll make it a regular thing because this is so convenient. Mm-hmm. But um, like one of these days, we'll have in-person podcasts again. Yeah. Um, where we're both in the same room, but like I said, this is actually really convenient to be able to like this. I I really like this setup. This is this is pretty nice, mm-hmm. and I also don't have to leave the house. And if I was really crafty with it, I wouldn't even need to wear pants. <laughs> but but yeah. yeah, but yeah, eventually we'll go back to like in person uh, podcasts. We'll do some in person trailer uh, reactions as well. But this is also a pretty neat uh, avenue for some trailer reactions when we actually get right, some. Right. Um. <laughs> like i haven't seen a trailer in well there haven't been very many months. trailers other than for this movie that we were about to talk about maybe we'll do that maybe yeah. we'll we'll watch the unhinged yeah. trailer with russell crowe uh on monday maybe oh maybe yeah maybe we record that separately and then talk about it the next sure. day maybe we get together on sunday or something sure. like that and get that all together but um i have to go to the bathroom really really bad so we're gonna wrap this episode up <laughs> Uh, thank you Nerfurters for watching or listening. However, you decided to take in this episode of the nap Mm -hmm. and, uh, be sure to hit the like button on this video on YouTube. Subscribe. If you haven't already subscribe to whatever, uh, podcast platform you're listening to us on. So you do not miss future episodes. Like we're already 18 episodes deep on this season. And, uh, when we decide to start putting season three at the beginning of every episode, we're, we're going to be banging them out just as, uh, just as frequently. So, uh, Make sure you keep up with that content and uh, find us on social media so you can be a part of the conversation as well. Until then, we'll see you next time.